Hello, I'm Amanda Hill-Rao with You Choose You Now podcast. During my podcast, I've shared my journey about how I chose myself and came back home to realize my worth, my value, and to get over my limiting beliefs. But I realize as a human being, we're all connected. We're all made for connection. And so I'm delighted to share my first interviews with my guests. People who are in their own journey have found that they have come back to themselves and realized their value, their worth. And I'm delighted to share their journeys with you to see what you can learn. Because after all, we are made to help one another in our awareness. You do you, I do me. But with our connections and our love and our compassion and being, we are built to become who we were meant to be. So I invite you to sit back, relax, listen to the guests, and find out how we are truly all connected. Hello, everybody. This is Amanda Hill-Rao with another episode of You Choose You Now. Today, I'm absolutely delighted to introduce an inspirational lady who knows mental and emotional health is vital for us to live in an open, relaxed, happy life. Not only is she a mother, but a leader in her community. So welcome, Afia. How are you today? Hello. I'm so excited to be here, Amanda. Thank you for interviewing me. It's an absolute pleasure. I'm so excited for you to share what you know. For our listeners, tell us who you are. Who is Afia? Hello, listeners. So my name is Afia Ullah. I'm the founder of a company called Holding Hearts, where I help children and adults and even in group environments with their emotional, mental and spiritual well-being. I'm also employed by a company called Drawing and Talking and I lead training there and I am trying to get therapy accessible to adults mm-hmm. as well because we Amazing. that's something that we don't do. And then my favourite job, my most favourite job is being mum. Mum to my, my two, my two. I've got two girls, so yeah. Beautiful. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> Being a mother is just the healing, the everything. So how would you define yourself as that mother and a parent? Conscious parenting comes to mind. I think intuitively I started my journey as soon as, I think as soon as my nephew was born, actually. Yeah, because he was the first born in my side of the family. I started becoming really interested and excited in how certain things could make him do certain things. And then obviously when I I became mum, I wanted to really be the best mom that I could be and conscious parenting the lady I don't know if you've heard of Dr Shafali I have I follow her because I think she is absolutely amazing is what I always needed (laughs) yes I feel like she coined the term conscious parenting I'm sure there might be somebody before that I don't know but if you want to learn more about it it's I think she's the one who made me consciously switch yeah knowingly switch the way I am with children my own children and and now I can use that with the people that I work with and I think the switch for me was when the child is in distress yes that's when we go to panic oh my god (laughs) we go to panic but that your calm is going to be their calm and how important Mm -hmm. it is to step outside yourself recognize them come to their level wherever it is and just be a safe space for them is I mean I've said it in a couple of sentences but it's uh, a long journey Um, actually giving up our judgments of our mind and how it should be I know I was attached to what good mothers should look like and actually there is no manual on it and it's actually getting yourself out of the way of your own judgments expectations and demands that you can be in that consciousness 
and meet them just as they are, which is beautiful. Perfectly put. Yeah, absolutely. Because being a great parent means meeting their needs. Yes. Always their needs, because in order for you to do that, you're setting their pathway, you're clearing their pathway to say, hey, this is how you're feeling. I understand you're safe. And then they can always yeah. be safe. Yes. And when yes. They, you acknowledge them, they trust themselves and that leads for them to step yeah. into any situation with confidence. Yeah. We're always we're always thinking about environmentally safe. They're mm-hmm. safe because, you know, they're cushioned around, but actually they need to be emotionally safe. They need to be totally. spiritually safe yes. and mentally safe as well. You might have loud music. The, the TV, the, if you plonk them from the telly in front of the, you know, favourite program, actually think about the program. What is it teaching them? And then exactly. the volume as well. And what, and what are they picking up? Totally. That yeah. is so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. You n- mentioned you work for drawing and talking therapy. Could you yeah. give some more information about that? Absolutely. So drawing and talking therapy is time limited. It's therapy that takes place in the subconscious. And what it does is it actually follows Carl Jung's understanding on the ability for all of us to self-heal. Wow. So we've all got that ability to self-heal. Just like when we cut ourselves, it heals automatically. Yes. We don't have to think about it. Emotionally, when we cut ourselves, so symbolically speaking, we also have the ability to self-heal that but we just need to become aware of it because we're not taught um, that are we at school we are not home? taught that no no and the and drawing what I love about drawing and talking therapy is that it's person-led mm-hmm. so it's not my mm-hmm. agenda it's always their agenda it's not about what I want to do for them it's yes. about giving them the resilience for them to do what they need to do to be the best and the strongest emotionally and mentally that they can actually be and the person-led part of it is, is my favorite thing. There's no result because when there's a result, then you're needing it. Yes. It's as if you're just holding space to let them be what they need to be in that moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. I and I, and I love it. I love I that. Love it. Yeah, we do. I mean, I do it with children and with adults and I've done it in group settings as well. And every single time it's just been mesmerizing for me to facilitate that for other people. Amazing. You mentioned that... As we know, you know, if you give yourself a little cut, it heals. How does this therapy and play help heal wounds? So all play therapies, all playing, all forms of playing, I'm going to say, you're accessing that part of your being mm-hmm. where wounds sit. Right. So if you think about young children, let's just say three, four, you know, they can talk and they're playing and they're free flowing and, you know, they of the amount of experience that they've had in life they're in free flow when we do play as adults we've got so many obstacles in our way if I said to you you might be different Amanda but if I said to somebody else oh let's go outside and play you could you be mommy and I'll be daddy oh no we have judgments and then we're stuck in the programming that people are judging us but that is all forceless because as an early years practitioner I love the innocence, the freedom and the imagination and curiosity young children have. And yet what yes. I've found in my 30 years teaching is that once they start key stage one and we're telling them we want results, we want this, they lose that. And it's wow. actually coming back to ourselves through that innocence that we will be happier. Because yeah. in play, there's no expectation. So you're right, absolutely. And then from that age onwards, it's always results-based, always yes. results-based. The play therapy gives you the ability and, the, and safe space 
to just be free. Wow. Let, let yes. yourself access that part <laughs> of subconscious, which is free to self-heal it. I think all types of flavor, any form of art. Um, Creativity right and brain, expressing. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So oh. you could do drama, you could do music. When you mm-hmm. get immersed in that. That's where the joy is, isn't it? That is where joy is. Yeah, absolutely. Why do you think, because children find play easy, that just comes naturally, and yet we lose it as we get older. Why do you think adults have an inner wounded child to heal through play? So this is something that I resisted for ages because I'm an adult now, right? And I was <laughs> like, what do you mean in a, in a wounded child? You know, I'm, I'm a mum, I'm, I'm an adult, I, you know, all of my childhood life, I'm waiting to be an adult so I can do what adults do, right? Yes. And then you become an adult and you go, actually, uh-uh, it's all the <laughs> stuff that you learned when you were a kid. And I think I've resisted that for myself for a very, very long time. But again, if you think about it theoretically, when we learn mm-hmm. for the first time, we are children. And yes. that is what's navigating us. So to understand, become aware, have it come up in therapy, in play therapy, especially, which I think is for me, non-confrontational and a safe space for yes. someone like myself. For, to have it come up, you can just see, gently hopefully see where it's affecting you. Everybody's mm-hmm. got that in wounded yes. child. And like I said, I resisted it for ages, but it exists. No, and I know I abandoned my inner child and I blame my parents that they didn't meet her needs. And what I'm laughingly now, I don't need to blame. I just go back, pick her up, forgive myself for not looking after her and together we can strive forward as one yeah and I think that comes into what's something that is socially unacceptable now is mistakes yes we learn from our mistakes right totally get rid of the rubbers in classrooms acknowledge your mistakes just put one clear line because what I do in school at the end of the year I go back and let the children look at their work and they're just delighted at how far they've come but if you've acknowledged scrubbed out mistakes as if you don't you're embarrassed or you're worried what people will see of you you are not learning you're making a judgment of what is right and what is wrong and there is no right or wrong there is just what is that is so powerful because that's one that's one of the things one of the rules in drawing and talking is that there's no rubbers brilliant I love that because you can't (laughs) yeah you can't rub out what happened no you can appreciate and accept it right so yes appreciating it yeah I love it now you mentioned with Carl Jung your subconscious and conscious mind what's the difference between subconscious and conscious mind because some people go oh my goodness I don't want to go there so how can you explain (laughs) it in a simple way that we can all understand I would say to everybody go there go there it is complicated because one part comes with so many different parts so you've got consciousness right conscious mind is basically like the gate keeper so when you're experiencing something it's sort of like going do I want to let this in do I not want to let this in mm-hmm. and then it opens over think about the receptionist right all the receptionists and stuff you know hello yes. welcome what can I do for you and then they're navigating the call yeah into, that's a brilliant into visualization space that it needs yeah the space that it needs to go into so that's consciousness and then you and the consciousness is it lives in the in the past and the future okay we think about that because if we go back to learned behavior, mm-hmm. that's in the past. Yes, totally. And the subconscious is always in the present. So what you're going through now. Right. It's going to be navigated by your consciousness. Wow. 
So to be in the now, you've got to be in your subconsciousness and be aware. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't do that, do we? <laughs> we don't, we don't do that. No, no, we don't do that at all. And it's difficult because we're always worrying about the future. Mm-hmm. Where are they going to go? What are they going to do? I mean, as a parent, as a mum, for example, I'm always worrying about you know, future and things like that. I personally navigate from my past. So then I'm missing the present. Yes. But our responses to the mind and the worry, how does that trigger how we react in the moment? When we go through something that is not agreeing with us, we access the fight flight part of our brain. And we are taken to our subconscious to sort of find out, hey, you know, we felt like this before. What should we do? Yes. And you're almost taken back into... Oh, that's and you might not consciously know. Sure, that, you know, it just happens to your body. <laughs> yeah, it just happens to your body exactly. So when you go through stuff like play therapy and all of that, what you're doing is bringing awareness to it, so mm-hmm. you can heal it. Yeah. And sometimes, and most of the times, and I would probably say, in a non-confrontational manner, you don't need to know reasons why. Yes, just become aware, notice, love it. Absolutely, because it's in my awareness of being now, because I always lived in the past or in the future, I was never actually present, doing in the present, but not actually being. And what it is, it's that awareness of your beingness now. And in this moment, actually, there's nothing to worry about. And the subconscious is a complicated place, and it talks in symbolism and in dream language and fantasy language. So when we're trying to consciously understand it, it's not going to make sense. You, know, you have a dream of falling off a cliff and you're like, I've never seen a cliff edge. So wh- where is that coming from? But it's, it's, it's doing what it needs to do. Let it do it. It's got its job. Release. You know, the heart's got its job. The lungs have got its job. The subconscious has got its job. Let it do it. But you've got to uh, just uh, give it a bit of a, a massage sometimes. Yeah. Um, so I'd love for everybody to start thinking about some form of play therapy yes. because that is the way to access your subconscious just go back to the joy of childhood because we think just just because we're an adult even you said it yourself but I'm an adult now I should behave like this no think of when you're most having fun it's usually when you're being silly and just relaxing yeah that's what it is the concept of time goes the time is a is a left brain action yes it sits in the left brain it's 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 consciousness isn't it being being aware of the time when you're in that moment of play time just flies you look at you're like, oh my god, time to go home, children. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Now, uh, there's something that I've always thought that pain is mandatory, but suffering is optional. Now, I didn't yeah. make suffering optional, I embodied it. I've given it up now. What do you make of that phrase? Pain is mandatory and suffering is optional. It's easy for me to answer this in the capacity of knowing going on a journey where I'm understanding my own awareness but when you say that to somebody who doesn't have a clue about subconsciousness or or don't they do know but they just are not on that journey yet they would say no what do you mean I have a choice Amanda what do you mean I have a choice but you absolutely do and it's all about resilience if you think about the children that we're working with making them be okay mm-hmm. with the pain yes Yes. It's so important because when they're not okay with the pain is when we go into the black hole of despair. Yeah, and that's where the suffering is. 
And I know I became so attached to my suffering. I didn't actually acknowledge the pain anymore. I was just swimming quite, I quite enjoyed it, but I realized I was a victim. And that's why I had to heal my inner child to get myself out of that. But it did take awareness. It does take a lot of awareness. And uh, again, I'll say it again, playing, play therapy is just such a simple way. Of course, you can go and see therapists and psychologists and whoever it is that you need to go and see. Once you start recognizing the awareness comes up, it's so important to be guided, guided by somebody. That's Mm -hmm. the other thing. I can do it all by myself. I can suffer in my pain and I can deal with it. And I don't need anybody to anybody else to help you, but actually you do. You need the right person to guide you so that you can come out of your pain. Yes. And not be suffering. Yeah. It's a bit like the crabs in the bucket. If you want to get better, and you only you can choose you now, as I say, but people who you surrounded yourself who sees you as that victim will try and keep you there. And if you want to rise up, you need to put yourself in the right environment with the right type of people. And we can use kids again as the analogy, you know, they they trip over, they're just yes. crying, crying and crying. And it's just, and you need to just make them aware that, hey, is you're not, you're no longer even in pain, but you're still crying. And just making them aware that, hey, mm-hmm. here you are in, in the playground, everyone's playing. You now have the option of either continuing to cry or go and play. Yes. Or they're going to choose. They're going to say, I want to go play. Of they do. They let go of it so much yeah. quicker than we do as adults. Yeah. That is Absolutely. a gift they have. In fact, we were all born with that gift, but I think we've just programmed it out of ourselves. <laughs> we suppress it because we Absolutely. think we need to be something else. Yes. Yeah. What yeah. can t- children's spirits, their free spirit, teach us as adults? Because we always think as the parent that we're teaching the children, but I'm turning that on the head. What do you think we can learn from children as adults? Unconditional love, play, mm-hmm happiness joy and remembering that these things are where we should come from what exists and what we should what we should be we always get stuck as adults and you know even myself as a parent we've got stuck mm-hmm. in in the expectations of who I should be and who my children should be right yes. the little girls should be as whatever I learned I love Without the language being, should be that's when yes. I catch myself saying would be should be must I realize that's my judgment And my old way of thinking. And then I think, stop it. Stop it. Yes. (laughs) It does take time training to get out of that. Yes. If you place like, here's a child, here's an adult, where do you want to be? The amount of freedom that the kids have is where I want to be. I want to be free. Yes. Everywhere else, there's restrictions and constrictions. I love that. What do you think, summarising your journey of, the Afia's journey from your childhood right up to this moment right now has taught you what are your lessons that you may have liked or may not have liked but what have they allowed you to become today for me I think my journey has been in circles Mm -hmm. so where I've gone from in my awareness of where I can remember as being a young child I'm not doing that it doesn't sit well with me because I want to play I want to play I want to play and then I've got become an adult and then I'm going actually this is the way we be adults. Mm-hmm. So what I have found is by being in that second circle and things like people's opinions of me, yes. things like I need to be in this container to play this role has actually been to my detriment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not allowed me to be free. You've been put in a box. I've been put in a box, exactly. 
And then what I'm doing is life is not a box. Mm-hmm. It's everything else. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Within that, there's boxes, right? Of course there's boxes, but it's not just a box. And sometimes you've got to live outside of that. Most yeah. of the time we should be living outside of that. And I feel like now I'm in that area where I'm in my third circle going, combining the two, sure. you know, where I was free and where I need to do be in serious roles. And I'm loving where I am right now, actually. Culturally, we've had, I've had, I mean, I'm from South Asian culture. I've got so many narratives that I rejected at the beginning. I mean, when I became a parent, I became so aware of the narratives, the cultural narratives. Yes, that you'd inherited from your culture, your family. Yes, absolutely. And I've got girls, so I was like, "Mm -mm, we're not talking about this, we're not talking about that, we're not talking (laughs) about body shapes, we're not talking about colour of skin, we're not talking about hair, we're not talking about dresses, we're not talking about this. And just allowing them to be who they wanted to be. Discover who they are, naturally. Yeah. There were moments where I was like, I don't want them to wear princess dresses because I don't want to think that they have to be princesses because that's a narrative as well. But when they then, choose to as do lo- it. Yeah, if they choose to do it, that's yeah. playing a part and expressing yeah. some part of their, you know, consciousness. Yeah. And that's beautiful. Absolutely. And noticing it triggered me because I didn't want to wear dresses. I was a tomboy. Oh. But allowing them to be themselves. That's yes. just parenting. Oh, amazing. Well done you for recognising that. <laughs> wow. But I've society lo- wanted to suppress that. How yes. can you do that? Yes. How yes. Can you do that? How can you got to look like this. <laughs> yeah. And I was just, I'm glad that's the, me talking about the circles. I'm going, no, actually, put them together. So what advice would you give for listeners who have listened to this? They see you as a mother. They've acknowledged your play therapy, which I think is absolutely amazing. And I wish everybody had it. What one piece of advice would you leave to listeners who are, hmm, how does this relate to me? What would you say to them? For parents out there and somebody who's looking after somebody else, whether it's an adult or a child, When you can feel within yourself that they are not okay, just step outside yourself and go and be with them. And and you could just ask them without pointing out. Or trying to fix, because I was a great fixer. Yeah, I can see you're (laughs) in distress. (laughs) Say to them, hey, let's go play something. Yes. And it can sound a bit ridiculous to, to adults, but where I've been in one of my roles where I was, I had a team, you know, and I would get the look initially to say, hey, what do you mean? I would, eh, let's take a break. Let's just talk Relax. about. Yeah. yeah. And uh, colours is a brilliant one. So just name something that's red. And just yeah. bring your awareness to right now. Yeah. And I would find that the adults that are, and even the children, actually, they would then be calm enough to maybe even talk about what it is. Yeah. Let it out. And it reveals, releases amazing listening is so important but listening not just with your ears but with your eyes your senses all your senses we sometimes forget about that don't we if people would like to connect with you how can they i think the best way is to go onto my website it does need a bit of updating because i've got some extra tools that i want to add on to onto that but they can email me on info at holdingheart.uk yeah my website is holdinghearts.uk wow holding hearts holding space holding each other yeah. that's beautiful yeah my logo says three hearts it represents a parent looking after their child it also represents three points in our body so your head your heart and your gut yeah there's three hearts thank you so much afia i think you're an inspiration your beautiful mother i can see that your children and anybody who interacts with you will come back to joy and freedom and just be thank you for being on the show thank you for having me amanda it's been a pleasure you're welcome
If you've enjoyed this show, I do believe play is important to let go of the restrictions, come out of our box, be brave enough to open up that lid, go within and see what needs healing. Until the next time, love to you all. Sharing our stories, being vulnerable, being open, being authentic, is how we heal ourselves, but also help others. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the guests today and maybe taken away a message they've shared that means something to you. This is your host, Amanda Hill-Ryle. Looking forward to being with you next time.